an extraordinary feeling. Welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, all about that sunshiny, good feeling shepherd, and this is Mitchell Manley, happy and I know it. <laughs> Wait. Right, yes, clap hands, clap hands. Okay, there we go. <laughs> that was so bad. I even hit my mic. Um, how did we get, like, our theme this week is like joyful, happy making stuff, and I don't know how we got there. I don't really know either. To be honest, when I originally conceived of the theme, it was a bit more specific. It was, I want a song about something that makes you happy. So I wanted songs where the theme of the song was a thing that made you happy. But I think most of the ear buddies read it as just give me a song that makes you happy in general. <laughs> and that works too. And so we've got tons of great songs that'll make you really, really happy. And some of them are about a happy thing. And some of them are just happy go lucky songs. And so I'm totally cool with both. You know, any, any time that we put out a theme and get submissions back, that's, <laughs> that's a positive to me. So I think, yeah. we, you know, we're all winners here either way. Yeah. But I, don't know, I, I can't remember. I probably reverse engineered my, uh, my theme this week in some way. I was probably just like, oh, this song is about a thing that makes me happy. And then I was just like, okay, well, how about we make the theme that this week? Well, what is the song that makes you happy this week? I'm going to start us with Healing Potpourri and their song, Think About Us. I'm seeing someone Potpourri is a new discovery for me from Run For Cover Records, who puts out tons of my favorite music these days. Uh, I think this is mainly the project of one guy, but all the songs are really chill with sort of like 60s and 70s jazzy, poppy, yacht rocky vibes going on. Feels a lot like the birds or the mamas and the papas, that kind of thing. Uh, just a super relaxing, sunshiny song, and it's a song about feeling good, but I also think there's like a tinge of melancholy as well. Like he's had his heart broken and he's been kind of down, but now he's 
on the upswing and starting to have some better days, but he still gets bummed when he thinks about that lost love. And even some of the lyrics are a bit ambiguous, kind of like evoking that complexity of doing the best you can to push through feeling awful and depressed. And, you know, I always experience that, that complexity when I hear this song, but by the end, it's always just a happy, chill experience, which I think is probably their intention here. Yeah, for some reason, this like evokes like the image of like sniffing a flower, but being like a little sad because yeah. of the memories, but still like you're happy that you're like with the flower. And I legit thought this was an oldie. I honestly did. Uh, I'm sh- I'm super shocked that it's new. Uh, it doesn't come across as mimicking any particular sound, like you know, Greta Van Fleet. Right. But it, it's like super genuine and sunshiny with like this tinge of missing that lost love. And I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It just it, it makes you have happy feelings, even though it's reminding you of something somewhat sad. And it's so upbeat and poppy and just an enjoyable experience. So was this about so when you reverse engineered this, was it because yeah. you just wanted to put this song in? Actually, the my final pick is the one that I was like. And we'll, we'll get to it, but my final <laughs> pick is the one that I was listening to and was like, all right, here's here's how we're going to do this thing. Yeah. Are you somewhat shocked that I didn't pick a roller skate song this week? I am pretty shocked, actually. Yes. Well, it's because this song made me happy, and I'm not even going to introduce it so you don't get, like, bad feelings about it, but here's my pick this week. She must be dreaming as she boards a plane and flies into fantasy. Class ticket to the city of Boston is all she knows of her destiny when she touches down. Chris Gaines' unsigned letter, and I didn't want people to not want to listen to it, because, you know, I, I love this song. I love this whole album, and, like, it just brings me so much joy because of nostalgia. It came out in 1999, and my father and I were huge Garth Brooks fans, and this weird little project he decided to do made us super excited. We watched the VH1 special multiple times. Um, there was supposed to be a movie called the lamb but that never happened which still bumps me out like sometimes i still go and look to see how the production's going on it um it's just the whole album ended up being scrubbed from the internet because uh garth brooks just wanted it gone and i have the cd so i'm happy to have um found this also uh when we were ripping it off the cd 
Dakota's computer was like, no, this song doesn't exist. And I was like, yes, it does. It's, um, I don't know, pretty much all the songs from this album are some version of some style of music that had been popular in the 80s, 90s, which was Gaines's career. And it's not nearly like this huge sound that made Brooks famous, but it's certainly dramatic and the lyrics make no freaking sense. But who cares? I still sing along to it all the time. And it's such a good song. I'm I'm a huge fan of the old Garth Brooks stuff, like especially those first few records in the early '90s. Uh, and we can have a whole conversation about like '90s country and how bad a lot of it was. But Garth was indisputably one of the good ones. And although I'm familiar with with the Chris Gaines alter ego as kind of a punchline, I've somehow managed to avoid the Chris Gaines stuff till now because I I just couldn't imagine it being any good. Uh, honestly, though, it's not nearly as awful as I expected. Uh, it's got like some classic rock vibes, kind of like a Tom Petty or something, and it's mixed a little bit with like the 90s rock influence, uh, kind of akin to something like the Wallflowers or even something like the Drive-By Truckers. Uh, but his voice just doesn't quite have the power to properly sell the songs, I think. Um, I was hoping to at least give Garth some credit for the writing here, like some decent songs, but the entire record is written mostly by two Nashville songwriters with no help from Garth at all. So. <laughs> uh, and like you said, I never knew that, that this album was supposed to be the soundtrack for a movie with, with Garth as a rock star, but uh, yeah, luckily that movie was never completed. What? and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, all I can say is, while this isn't as bad as I suspected, I'm glad that that film never reached the public consciousness. But this is, you were surprised. I mean, like, everybody talks about how awful this, like, album is, and it's not that bad. I think and it's more he, the presentation, like the, the hair and makeup and... That the, little soul patch? Yeah, the, the whole get-up is just a little silly. Oh, come on, it's like and it, a, it makes more sense, though, in the context of it being for a movie... But then the fact that the movie didn't come out, and so he's just stuck with this, oh, you made an alter ego named Chris Gaines, and he looked fucking silly as shit. <laughs> I wish that he hadn't, like, scrubbed the internet from it, though. Like, it's impossible to find this music. Like, there's a Childish Gambino, um, like, cover from, like, some studio recording he, he did in Australia, and that's, like, the best you can do is, like, a Childish Gambino soul cover of one of these songs, and I, I don't know. I just love it. It brings me so much joy, even though people make fun of it, and I just, I like it. I, I was blasting it all day yesterday, which is how I ended up picking it, as opposed to, you know, a roller skate song. <laughs> Our ear buddies. Um, I, I love like the huge selection we got like across all genres and this first one brings me so much joy. It's from Metal Johnny. It's Keith Mansfield's Funky Fanfare.
This one always makes me happy. A good summery jam. I love this song so ding dang much. It makes me want to murder some dudes, but like in a really fun way, in a cool outfit with either a car or a katana. It just brings a smile to my face. It's not just the horn intro. It is like everything. It's just amazing. And I don't know, I guess with Maricone, Maricone passing this week, it kind of like, I'm kind of glad that we could, although it's not one of his songs, it, I'm glad we could get the Tarantino universe in here somehow. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, it does kind of feel like that 70s, like, uh, black exploitation kung fu crossover sort of thing. Uh, so makes you want to murder someone. Fun. It doesn't make you want to murder them. It just makes you want to, like, roundhouse kick them in the face. It's like girl power murder, though. Come on. Like karate chop to the neck. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so so last week we had the sax talk, and, and we had some great selections featuring the saxophone. Uh, but I think this song demonstrates the power that is a, a well-orchestrated horn section. Uh, trumpets and trombones are up front with a little baritone sax filling in the low end and making things nice and full. Uh, it's an upbeat, feel-good jam, and being instrumental allows you to kind of attach your own meaning to it in any particular day. So it's a happy song that can represent happiness about a vast array of things. And I think uh, that kind of diversity and utility I can get behind, you know. Like murder? Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess, I mean, if you're going to murder somebody, this is it's the song a, to do it to. There we go. At least we can come to that. Right. Um, <laughs> McCaskill... He knows how to play to his audience. Uh, he brought They Might Be Giants, New York City. You wrote me a letter just the other day. Said springtime is coming soon, so why don't you come to stay? Thought my stuff is on the bus. I can't believe it's true. I'm three days from New York City, and I'm three days from you. Because everyone's my friend in New and everything looks beautiful when you're young and free The streets are paved with diamonds and there's just so much to see But the best thing about New York City is you and me Cause everyone's my friend in New York City And everything looks beautiful when you're young and free let's just face it they might be giants just brings joy to everyone except for like people with no souls uh this is actually a pretty long song from them with like the moods and scene uh scenes of nyc but also love and harmonies and i don't know they just they're really good at engineering a song and just bringing joy Agreed. Yeah, we've we've well established that They Might Be Giants is one of my all-time favorite bands, and this is yet another grand example of why. Uh, this is one of their more straightforward songs, and it's actually a cover of an obscure band from Vancouver called Cub. Uh, but it's just so feel-good and has that like kicked-up punk rock vibe in the chorus that they don't often show off anymore. But uh, what makes it so unique is the production and arrangement with those like epic tubular bells making the verses sound really epic and triumphant. And then the verses strip down into something more rocking and gritty in the choruses. And you know who else do you know that can incorporate tubular bells into their punk rock song and get away with it? No one. And that's why <laughs> They Might Be Giants is the greatest band of all time. Your Honor, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Do you think that New York City is what brings McCaskill joy, or they might be giants? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I know that he's visited New York City and really likes the vibe there, but I also know that McCaskill has a They Might Be Giants tattoo, so... (laughs) I did not know that, but no way am I surprised. Yeah, I'm very jealous. He's got a, uh, a Blue Canary Nightlight, which is the subject matter of their most popular song, Birdhouse in Your Soul. Uh, so he's got a little blue uh, Bluebird Nightlight tattooed on him. That's and I'm very cute. jealous of that tattoo, McCaskill. Well, Mitchell, you just need to get your first tattoo. Man, I've been considering it, but I don't know. Your mom's going to be mad, though. Yeah, I'm sure she would. <laughs> Uh, our next ear buddy is Ben, who brings black kids. I'm not going to teach your boyfriend how to dance with you. Straight up, the song just brings me so much joyous nostalgia that I nearly tear up when it's cranked up loud. Is this emo? Mm, Not exactly. Okay. Well, I obviously don't know. It feels like it reminds me of high school so much, so maybe that's why I think it's like emo. It's got like that that kind of feel to it. Um, There's some counting and joyful sadness. Is some elements of like classic rock going on I think and it's like super peppy also crap talking the new boyfriend is kind of so so classic like jilted boyfriend type of thing and yeah, there's definitely. like yeah and there's some doo doo doos but rhythmic yeah the, yeah, the rhythmic really doo doos <laughs> yeah so I, I discovered this song a few years ago and fell in love with it it's just so upbeat and catchy it's definitely got some emo-y vibes but I think the most obvious influence especially on this song is post-punk stuff especially like The Cure uh, this song sounds just like The Cure to me uh, the synthy lead lines and like the dancey guitars just scream Robert Smith uh, the rest of the record is admittedly a little hit or miss but the songs that hit tend to just knock it out of the park uh, if you're a fan of stuff like The Cure and The Smiths but channeled through a more contemporary lens uh, Black Kids is definitely a band you want to check out I guarantee you'll add at least two or three tracks to your playlists I know I, I like this song is I, I, I think the do do do's got me even though mm-hmm. I can't do the do 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 you can't do them fast yeah i can't do them fast or like on beat um what is the joke i think i i clap on one and three instead of two and four right yeah that's probably that was always my struggle in band (sighs) it was rough um our next year buddy he also is playing to the crowd uh will k he brings mikhail's lost woods
He says, two things that make me happy, Zelda and lo-fi hip-hop beats. Well, I love some lo-fi hip-hop. I don't know if people know this, but I do. And I wouldn't have recognized this as Zelda, but I, I mean, I'm past that like one, uh, the one really old game. I never really played Zelda that much. I love the fuzziness that, you know, this kind of like 8-bit music's going on. And I don't know, the beat. I love the beat. I love the whole aesthetic and appreciate Will bringing this. It's, it's more upbeat than what I mostly listen to for lo-fi hip hop. And it's kind of like skippily joyous. Yeah, it is kind of skippy in that way. Um, yeah, I have so many strong memories of playing Legend of Zelda and Link to the Past as a kid. One of my all-time favorite RPGs, and it had some of the coolest music of all time. So, of course, I'm going to be absolutely enamored with making it into some lo-fi hip-hop beats. Uh, this particular mashup album was done by an artist named Mikkel, uh, but there's a production company called Game Chops that's been putting out tons of interesting projects that utilize video game music, including this album. Um one of my other favorites is a group called the 8-Bit Orchestra who do like jazzy big band versions of classic video game themes and they all come out just like so epic uh, and and really interesting. So if the idea of like video game music uh, piques your interest, check out the rest of this mixtape which is called Zelda and Chill. Uh, but <laughs> also look out for anything that, that Game Chops production company puts out. It's all just amazing stuff and you know if you're into the whole video game nostalgia thing, it will send you down a wormhole. Zelda and Chill. That's uh, that's what the record's called. I love it. That's it's so very great. Good, yeah. <laughs> um, Jenny is our next year buddy, and she brings Bad Cop, Bad Cops, Nightmare. Oh yeah, I'm a nightmare, but you know that I love you, and that you can't count on me to be true. I get wound up and angry at the way the world works sometimes, but I can't imagine being angry. says pop punk almost always makes me happy and the video is fun and i just had the biggest struggle saying bad cop bad cop (laughs) (laughs) i didn't that's i guess it's like bad boys bad boys what you gonna do okay um this is adorable i love playful music and i love playful punk girls pop punk is designed to make you smile just like regular old pop does and it just i just like it i don't know how to like go past that i just like it and maybe like the idea of like being um upfront about your emotions even though somewhat like I wouldn't call like me being emotional being a nightmare uh but you know I just I like the concept of being uh honest with your partner about how you can be kind of a uh, I believe the quote is fucking psycho so (laughs) (laughs) I love it 
Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked to hear some like new to me pop punk. A lot of modern pop punk is kind of adulterated with like a really self-important and pompous brand of emo that developed in the late 2000s. And a lot of it just kind of grates on my nerves. So I'm really stoked to hear when, when bands are still doing it right and pushing a contemporary feel for like the classic form. Uh, and of course, the highlight of this song are the vocal harmonies stacked to the ceiling. And given that, it totally makes sense that this band was signed and produced by Fat Mike from No Effects, who is himself a master of vocal harmonies and those sort of poppy sensibilities. Uh, so it's only natural that this record will have fantastic production to kind of accentuate those harmonies and, and poppy hooks. Uh, I'm also really stoked to see women still pushing forward in the pop punk world since uh, pop punk as a genre is kind of maligned because so many pop punk vocalists have been called out for like grooming underage girls or like using their clout to manipulate women in various ways and it's just become kind of a gross association so I'm really hopeful that bands like Bad Cop Bad Cop will continue to find success and kind of knock all those gross canceled assholes out of the public sphere uh, all around this song and this band just makes me very happy as well definitely glad we were able to get on the list this week yeah is is brand new i know isn't pop punk but they were like kind of a poppy version of emo right yeah they're like an emo band you see i think that's like kind of the tinge of like what went wrong with some of these bands that was like brand new was, certainly they were among the first to kind of really really get caught up in that yeah i mean not get caught up in it just get revealed right well right exactly like um, you know, the, and, and people are still huge fans of brand new and like whatever makes you happy. And we can have a whole different philosophical discussion about, you know, uh, setting the line between art and the artist, but brand yeah. new was never really that great to begin with. They were like, all right, they're pretty good. That first record was okay. Well, you but know, it's not like, worth keeping around after you find out that their lead singer was a douchebag. Yeah. It's hard to like pick up that CD and want to put it into your like player in your car um, cause that's still the kind of level I'm working. My car's like 12 years old, so stop judging me. But like, you know, it's hard to like pick up that CD and be okay putting it in, wanting to jam to it whenever there's like that going on. So, right. but that is a whole, whole different subject. Um, Lum is our final ear buddy and he brought Annihilation Time's Imaginary Mirror. Imaginary says i very much enjoy partaking in hallucinogens this is a riff pack song about the joys of hallucinogens he just really wanted to hear me say that like twice because it's hard to say (laughs) (laughs) um it it like gives me some like surfery vibes and i don't I, i guess it's like the 
guitar tones are very surfery. It has like fun noodling with the bass guitar, which I really, really love. And it doesn't go too nuts and it doesn't break down into like a 16 minute bass solo. Um, I will attest that I'm not quite sure what hallucinogens are like, but I've heard that it does indeed destroy the concept of space, time, and uh, the ego. So Annihilation Time as a band name making this song kind of makes sense because it's like Annihilation of Your Super Ego or something. I don't know. But either way, I feel like, yeah, um, maybe if I had experience, I would understand this more, but it is just a good song too if if you don't know from hallucinogens right sure mm-hmm. yeah uh, annihilation time is a band that lum actually turned me on to several years ago uh, and they became one of my favorite bands uh, they're kind of punk rock kind of thrashy uh, but the guitar riffs and solos take lots of influence from 70s rock bands like thin lizzy and judas priest so they're just a really fun and eclectic band who makes this really energetic and cathartic music uh, I'm with Lum on the psychedelics, and this song definitely evokes the energy and excitement of a come up. Uh, and the lyrics are like the perfect kind of psychedelic word soup. Uh, lines like, imaginary mirror showing me things I've never seen, taking me places I've never been, walking around in a living dream, fantastic colors of red and green, a portal to a new reality, comprehension of a different dimension. <laughs> It's just like, if that doesn't make you want to take a fistful of psilocybin mushrooms, I don't know what will. Like It's just so, uh, a comprehension of a different dimension. I'm trying to it's, get that. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland, but yes. that was written on shrooms, I believe, or something like that. Right. What Wasn't it? It was. Like, that there makes were sense, probably mushrooms uh, or, or some other sort of similar hallucinogen. Yeah. Also, with the fistful of psilocybin mushrooms, see, you're just making me say all these like really hard words. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not the dosage you're supposed to go with. Um, right. I beg to differ, Amy. <laughs> it's it's that's not the doses you should start with. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I thought you just like you only eat a small part of the mushroom. If I if I've got my Alice in Wonderland correct, right? You just like break off a tiny little. Right. Little, yeah. That's little. that's that's nice for the cartoons, but. <laughs> When we're talking real life, trying to trying to uh, annihilate the ego, <laughs> trying to pry open that third eye, we're gonna okay. need what Terrence McKenna calls a heroic dose. Okay, Bill Hicks. Right. <laughs> um, uh, we did get some feedback, which I will recreate right now. Yes, it was just four seconds of silence on our voicemail line. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, you can always tweet at us. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at E&D Pod. You can always check out the show, endpod.com. Part of, um, you can always check out the show on Facebook, Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group, and the voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. And I swear, at some point, I will actually memorize it, but I always have to read it. I always have to read the the um the numbers. I should have this memorized. It's been three years, right? Right, yeah. Mitchell? I got yeah. the easy part, just B U D S. I can remember the area code. <laughs> I just gotta remember B U D S. Um you can email the show andypod at gmail dot com and you can always check out me and the internets and our constant lock andypod dot com part of the ten seven ten network. Um what's our final show? Or the, what's our final song? I had a lot of coffee. I'm going to leave us with 
The Beats and their song Shout Your Lungs Out. Uh, I brought this song once before, maybe a year or two ago, uh, on our episode about cartoons. Uh, but I've been jamming it nonstop the last few days, and it's just been bringing me so much joy and happiness. Uh, ear buddies may remember The Beats as the imaginary rock band from the cartoon Doug. Uh, and some dude on the internet has remixed and remastered the old Beats songs from the cartoon, made them extra rockin', and this one's just the best. Uh, it almost sounds like the best Kiss song never recorded, like... Uh, obviously I get a huge surge of happiness from the nostalgia, like remembering this cartoon from my childhood, but it's also just a super slamming rock jam. Like thematically it brings to mind the vibe of like belting along to songs in your car or maybe like front row at a concert and you're shouting your lungs out along with every song. So it's just really fun and upbeat, exciting lyrically, you know, the music's pumping, every instrument gets to cut, cut loose with a bit of a solo by the end of it. Just all around banger, so uh, I hope it makes y'all as happy as it makes me. Enjoy the beats with Shout Your Lungs Out. 